Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action Forward News and your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I am Big Tuck, and as I always say whenever I'm playing my Super Friends deck, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Squee McGee getting you caught up with the meta traffic with the Weatherlight Report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. And of course, we can't forget our third correspondent, Mr. Combo number five. Who, unfortunately, is getting some quality time with Mother Nature in rural western Kansas. So instead, we tagged in one of our favorite foreign correspondents, Tomer from MTG Goldfish. Hello. Clash on, I guess. Catchphrase. <laughs> Clash on. All right. Very, very, very professional as always, as we as we expect from our Canadian brothers and sisters. And as always, remember to vote for us in Redacted Bit. We are going to start off with the top of the cast with the latest in carnage that ensued with games on Sunday with 45 in the dash. Doot, doot, doot. Uh, I will go first. I did not get to play any games uh, in the week since, but... I have uncovered a new nightmare that I am really having a hard time of stopping myself with, which is buying singles off of eBay. Oh, I dude, will watch, that is I will... such a death trap. You will never uh, stop. You're going to uh, order so many cards off of eBay. I've done this before. I know you're going to order so many cards over the course of time. And then like five beers in, you're just like, ah, it's only 50 cents. Ah, it's only 80 cents. Ah, right. it's only $4. Uh, so, and then like a hundred dollars later, you don't even know what cards you ordered. They're just showing up in the mail. all yeah, over. Literally the like that's what's happened. Oh like God. I was like, Oh, and I ordered some of them. So Tomer, Isn't that fun, uh, you'd though? be proud of this. It is. I fun. It's a lot of fun. That's when problem. I watch. Yeah, it is. It's like gambling. <laughs> it's like sober. Gambling, and you can put in offers and stuff, so you can yeah. be like, well, I got a dollar uh, off. Well, like, you, go, you go to the mail, and you're getting, like, coupons uh, that you don't want, and you're uh, getting, right, tally, yeah. like, you know, bills and whatever, and it's like, oh, I got a magic card. That's kind of cool. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, please uh, let Tomer. me know, Tuck, if this happens to you. This happened to me a lot. I would order cards. I'd go in this mad frenzy of, like, ordering a bunch of cards for a deck on eBay, and then, like, usually a three out of ten of them would arrive, and I'd be like, the fuck is yeah, this what card? This doesn't for? work in this deck at so, all. So, Tomer, you, you, sir, and your compatriots over at MTG Goldfish. I was watching your video of like your guys's un, your guys's top underplayed cards, and oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I know I for sure got a Dowsing Dagger because I realized I didn't have one of those and needed one. And then there were two. Um, one of them was the uh, the one where all it, it was the five drop enchantment that when a creature enters the battlefield, it oh, blows up all other creatures. I couldn't play. help myself. I was like, <laughs> and and that one was weird because it was Japanese. So that one I completely forgot uh, I ordered because I think it came in from Canada or the UK and it showed up like a week and a half later. I don't have a deck for it and it's in Japanese. So I can't I love that you got a Japanese is. card internationally from it was, Canada. It, it, was significant, it was significantly cheaper, just like my cover of darkness that I got from Japan from the mainland. I was Ooh. so worried when we mentioned that card because I was like, this is a card that is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it, like terrible experience like for your opponent. Oh, it's yeah, very it's good, just, though. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, I was it's... trying to think like, please let, let us just come to consensus. This is bad, actually. I want to see how it's ethical crossroads. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to condone this. I don't want to. I don't want to promote this type of trolling. 
Ooh, I like um, a band have, name. I might use that ethical crossroads. That's not bad. Have you, have you ever have you ever noticed a price spike in a card? Uh, oh, actually, I have one for you. Um, the one blue sorcery that's a blue to play, and then you can it's like your blue ramp card that you put in your spellslinger decks, right? You can like if you can play a, a land mm. from your hand if it matches that one. So yeah, when you first talked about it, it was ninety cents. Now it's like five dollars. So look at you go. But anyways, enough about that. Uh, Tomer. Our lovely uh, foreign correspondent, do you have any games or anything about the Magic Verse in your world that you'd like to discuss? Mm, games and whatnot. I didn't really play any new games this week. I was mostly watching. <laughs> I watched two movies and then I watched a lot of lore videos. Lore I have videos. Uh, oh, okay. uh, on YouTube. <laughs> I, I, okay, it's so it's time for you. It's time I, for you to suck it. Yeah, Orthos nerd. <laughs> yeah, I went, I went. I went down the lore rabbit hole of Warhammer 40k of all things. So weird <laughs> story for the, ine- for the inevitable, cr- the inevitable secret lair crossover. I just, well, yeah, just all veering off topic already. I was, uh, I was built, doing a, I was shooting a, a freaking uh, video that will be coming out in two weeks, a deck tour, and I bought a bunch of fairy lights for ambiance. I was doing something very Ooh, artistic. Wow! Um, but I, I found out to my dismay that the the, the Friggin' fairy lights, even though they were like 10 bucks, uh, were very, uh, very heavily tangled. And untangling them was a very long and annoying process. It took me two hours to do so. And while I did oh it, God. I was like, I need something Damn. in the background. Yeah, it was like just going strain I by strain. I absolutely lost my shit. I would have thrown those away in order to do it and freaked out. You know what? I was I was in a very relaxed mood. I didn't want to ruin it, and I was it's just like, like, I mean, effectively, what you're doing is like reverse uh, crocheting, right? Or stitching? Yes. Like you're 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 untangling as opposed to tangling, ripping yeah. apart everybody's crochet work. One I absolutely would not recommend it as a, as as a hobby, but I had to. I, I felt the need to do it. And while I was doing it, I was just, I put on like just a random YouTube video that was recommended to me. It was a Warhammer lore video. It went super deep. It was like an hour. And then I was like, you know what? This wow. is actually pretty darn good. I put oh, yeah. on a second one. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that, there it went. <laughs> so oh, I've just been having that in the background. So now I know about the Horus Heresy. I can tell you all oh, about sure. it. Um, and, and about the Eldar and the, the Chaos Gods. And um, yeah, a lot of useless art, information. You might as well just write. You might as well just write the article now while it's in your head for the inevitable 40k crossover. Yeah, I'll do a, I'll do a 40k years. lore video on the on yeah, the commander exactly. channel. That'll be great. But yeah, so that that's what I was focusing on. I watched Parks and Rec and I watched uh, some horror yeah, uh, horror good movie. Show. Good I watched show. Uh, 40k. Yeah, I bet yeah, I've watched Parks and Rec like six times through. <laughs> it's not. It's not that good. But that's okay. Oh, well, yeah. that's a conversation oh, yeah, for a different day. I've been Sweet. enjoying season two a lot. I'm on episode oh, twenty three like, of season two. Season three to season four is the sweet spot. Golden it is Age? just yeah. all gold. So, we're get, so Squee, do you have any magic and not bad TV <laughs> sitcom related news to discuss <laughs> on this here podcast? Uh, shockingly, I do. I actually got two games in for the what? first time in. I'd did you go say to the almost, going away rigmaroles? I did. Yeah, I, I nice. made it there fashionably late as always because you know as always I was working. But yep. Um, yeah, these are the first games I've gotten in in like four months. Wow, nice. Like, yeah, nice. hard. hard ooh, that's rough. Um, so I was at a uh, Forest Day Two Wong's going away party and Denny's going away party. I got there uh, like eight or nine o'clock at night. So I got two games in after that. Somehow got to miss the whole competitive game thing, which was wonderful. I don't want to be any part of that. Yep. Um, great. But I was piloting a couple of Mr. Combo's decks and 
uh, got to play as Bird of Prey deck, which was actually sure pretty oppressive. It was gross. <laughs> um, is it a bird tribal deck? Direct. What is it? it, it no. it's uh, oh, I can't remember the commander's name. Is it Commander it's Esha? The name, the name, it's Commander Esha. The yeah. it's like she's. I think it's two colors, two blue for a two four flyer that has protection. Oh, from it's, creatures. it's mono white. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, mono two white. colorless, two oh, white. Oh, I yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, protection yeah, yeah. from all creatures. Old school, old school yeah. yeah, it was yeah. It's very interesting. But of course, in good Mr. Combo fashion, he built it stacks to all hell. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I couldn't, I didn't even want to play the stacks cards, but people, I can't remember, somebody was playing a deck where I would flip the top card and put it onto the battlefield after I sacrificed something. And it was just like, rule of law, deafening silence. Oh. <laughs> all of this stuff was just plowing onto the board, so the game was just creeping along. Um, but in great news, Mr. Combo is also in this game, and uh, Forest Day Two Wong was piloting the Goad's Stuffy Doll Tribal deck, um, which just yes! pisses yes! Mr. Combo off. It was <laughs> fantastic. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I hadn't played in a while. I I'm very excited. I have a week and a half off, so I got some time to go and retool some decks here and right. Uh, think about my life and and. I, I found a box of like 2,000 magic cards I forgot I had just sitting in my room, so I'm going through oh, that as well. Very good. Um, nothing really notable. No reason to, to even pull it out. I've come to find it's all comments and bolt crap foils. One arcade signet, though, so that was a good fight. There you go. Um, but yeah, it ended up being Forest Day 2 Wong and I kind of in a back and forth at the end of the game. And uh, Well, you know Forrest. He pulled it out. He won the game. Yeah, um, I was very close. I was very, very close. That's uh, that's that's a friend in the Magic community who day twoed his first PPT. I think he ever went to yeah. at Magic Fest KC. So he's he's what I'd like to call a gamer. Right. He can he can just look at a yeah. box of random cards, build a deck, and win against everybody else's very tuned, put together decks yeah. without a problem. Um, he's 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 very good. But yeah, it felt felt good to be back. Felt good to see everybody. Uh, I think so. We had the goat at Rocketing Moss. Wait, is it Rocketing Moss? Racketing Moss? Yeah. Rocketing Moss. Racket, Rocketing Moss. I think it's Rocketing Moss. On him. Yeah, 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 he was there. It was, it was good to see the crew. Uh, I'll be yeah. back. Hopefully, we can play some games on Sunday again here soon, and maybe I'll bring my own decks. I have something, I have something more to talk In about. In person cool. magic. Oh, I'm know, still waiting. Right? I'm still right? waiting. It was so uh. nice. It was so nice. I Part of my, my moratorium for magic has been I hate playing online like with the passion, the webcam yeah, it's a, crap. It's I just ass. don't like it. I don't know all of the cards off the top of my head, and it's so frustrating. You can't see what other people's boards are. No. I can't just be like, hey, <laughs> could I just like take a look at that no. card real quick no. and like get a feel for what's as, going on on the table here? I, I'm just over here as, just like getting punched in the face over and over again. It's like, I don't even know if that's a real card that you just played, but okay. As, as we discussed, uh, you also can't put other people's cards in your mouth and or beard uh, over the webcam. Correct, so. yeah. Obviously, there's some flaws there. Well, good. I, oh, now. I, even, I even built a whole deck that was a steal other people's creatures deck during COVID, and I dismantled it before I ever got to play it because you can't mm. play it on webcam. Yeah. Not the, yeah, my not, Zedger not the deck. I, I haven't played my my paper Zedger deck in like whatever a year and a half now, two years. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, because it one doesn't day. work on webcam. Like, yeah, I it's just, rough yeah. go. It's a rough yeah. go. I want to take one your day stuff. Soon. Yeah. One one day soon. All right. Well, now. We go on to what's the plane chase? Uh, this is a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time, and we never really found a place to, to put it in. But since Tomer is very passionate about this top project and this topic, we wanted to talk about product 
fatigue. So mm, mm, we mm. have discussed in brief in other channels and what things the sheer amount of products that are coming out so often in this great hobby of ours. But as fellow content creators will across the board will agree with for me, it seems it's become simply exhausting to keep up with. So today I think we're just going to kind of talk a little bit through product fatigue. I have a few leading questions if we need them. Um, but I thought Tomer, as our guest of honor, we kind of mm -hmm. give you the floor. And as someone who feels very at home with this topic, what, what, how do you, how have you felt about this increase run of products? Do you think it's good, bad? Like what's your kind of 10,000 foot view on the topic? It's very mixed, mixed positive and, and negative, honestly, because like from the content creator perspective, um, when there's a new product out, when there's like preview season and mm. everybody's hyped for something and new cards are coming out every single day, it's really easy as a content creator to pump out a lot of content that people are going to be looking at. So if there's new cards that come out and they combo, there's a really cool combo effect. Oh, sure. You just boom, you make a video on it. You don't have to think about it. You know, somebody in the community, somebody on Reddit posted a, a combo or whatever, and it's really sweet. So you want to share it with people. Takes no effort on my part to actually pump out that video. And also all the previews, you, somebody has to cover them. So you might as well do all that stuff. So it's really yeah. easy on for, for my job to like, just like cover all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, which is nice. I mean, I, I like, I don't have to work that hard on it. And yeah. people like you don't it. Have to go and, and find a bunch of new leads no. or come up with a bunch of new topics. <laughs> no, or it's really chill. It's like and I will agree for like our new segments. There was a period of time where we didn't even have to come up with a what's the plane yeah. it, it just naturally put we itself had, in there. We had, Super three, I think we had I think we had like three weeks, almost close to I think we had three weeks in one month. Because we usually do that. We do our not so accurate set reviews during this uh during this segment usually. And I think there was three weeks in a single month that we it was like secret lair. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Commander Precon, another set, something else, like another like Modern Horizons or something like that right. too. Oh man. So I, I love I, I like that. I appreciate that. I appreciate sure. that where like there's some a lot of days rather these days where I don't have to think too hard. I can just pump out some content. Easy peasy and and it's pretty chill on my part. The problem is, especially as a content creator, is if you're trying to do something more ambitious. Like you want to do, I, I wanted to do an in-depth lore video on D&D because D&D is a huge passion of mine. It's like sure. my, my other big hobby passion. Um, mm -hmm. So I wanted to do a big video on, you know, all the all the new D&D cards just came out. Like literally it came out like three weeks ago or something like that. Right. Um, and I knew that to do it properly, to do it to the, the level of quality that I wanted, I would need at least two weeks. So after I did all the preview stuff, I did the reviews, I did, you know, the top 10 and all, all, all the stuff that, you know, is required. Um, I had basically a week to uh, start working on um, the lore video and I drafted like the first, you know, four pages and I was getting really good into like my sources and everything. It, it takes research and everything to make sure, sure everything yeah. I say is correct. Um, and then, like research? by the time, what, what are you talking? I don't. I know, right? <laughs> There's like, no research to be had here at the CMD we, Tower. We <laughs> by the seat of our pants. It's, it's it's either institutional <laughs> knowledge in one of our brains, or it's just pulled right out of the ether. Or yeah, it's just which emotional is, outrage. 
or all yeah, three also true and yeah. that's and that's great but like i also wanted to like mix it up a little bit with like that bigger type of video that takes more time and then like i was on page four or whatever and then they i, I got hit with like the midnight hunt previews mm -hmm. and it's been like what two it was like a week it was a couple days no it was like it was like a week yeah, afterwards was, was afr a week, was yeah. done a week after afr was done they were already showing us midnight hunt and also in between afr they also had the jumpstart historic cards oh and right. that had to For be covered Rina, and yeah. that had to be hyped and like literally there was no time there was absolutely no time between like the day after they finished afr they jumped into jumpstart and after the day after they finished jumpstart they're jumping into midnight hunt and right. for as a content creator that basically means i can't work on any video longer than two weeks because it's going to be irrelevant um yeah, which right. is wild to me here like our, on our news is usually a week behind and most of the time that's enough time to like still be relevant and still yeah. have a set be there but we've started running the same problem where if we wait a week it we doesn't missed, matter anymore yeah, nobody cares. Already moved on to the well, next and, thing and, and we who cares we completely missed the commander pre-cons or for uh, for forgotten realms because we didn't like when we recorded our set review they had then the list came out and then we already had something to talk about the next week and we're like right free one and i was gonna ask too so if i remember correctly you usually do the 20 dollars upgrade for all of the decks that come out for pre-cons right mm. did you own you did you do more than the planner portal you did the just one, the one. Right? yeah just because you didn't have time with everything else that was coming out from previews or just in general it, it was a calculated thing the pre-con upgrades i used to do them and i was kind of like the monopoly on that really yeah because like right. i did the, i was i was the first doing them um so they made they got a lot of views they were great um but lately like they, they everybody may, they, may does not, them. They, they, they may or may not have inspired they may they know, may or may not have inspired a lot of exile. content creators to do the exact same thing which is great but at the same time um there's only so many people who are interested in in pre-con upgrades so yeah. if you have like everybody doing pre-con upgrades uh, i was noticing the viewership on them was way lower than before which is fine like i'll still do them but I really right. wanted to get other projects out. So there was a deck tour uh, that I mentioned earlier that I, I've been yeah. working, I've been trying to get done for so long and I've never had any time to do so. And I've had, I wanted to do that lore video as well. I started working on both those two projects and I was like, you know what, the pre-cons, they're not getting that many views yeah. anyway. I'm gonna cut the rest and I'm gonna work on these things. And then obviously uh, Midnight Hunt came out and I kind of right. switched, I went from uh, working on a lore video on D&D to a lore video on Innistrad, which will actually be coming out rather soon. So it's Ooh, not going to be irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, like I have like my, my big old giant book. You won't be able to see in the podcast, but you guys can see <laughs> yeah. it. This is, is my fancy. research. This Sweet. is my nightly yeah, readings. Night. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just some light, just some light some reading light. about the lore. They're mostly lore. just pictures. Yeah. That's why they're yeah. so big. You know, hey, it's like, it's all like <laughs> um, so, so I've been working on that too. So, uh, yeah, that's that's why I only yeah. did one of the precons there. And on that on that precon, that's something that for me has been I like it in the sense that there's a lot of options for them, right? Um, I I think that there's way too many precons that are coming out, right? Um, I think that there's we're doing we're starting to do a precon, we're starting to build like a precon draft league up here. And the problem is is like we're we we're going back for the last three years. But as someone who already has a gazillion decks, I don't really want to do a draft of them because half of them I'm not even interested in, right? Right. Um, so I think that's kind of, I, that to me, just from the pre-con perspective, makes it hard to even take the time to be like, 
okay, we've had what eight commander? No, twelve ish commander decks precons come out this year alone, and now it's like, well, how many of those do I actually want to build? Right? Yeah, um, well, it's some getting of to them the, are so yeah. specific, like yeah the, like the, the dungeons are right? so yeah. specific to one mechanic or one way to do things there's not card support outside of that pre-con to actually really do much with it right so right. like i've i've noticed like half of the there's usually what one or two pre-cons out of the, say the the three or four that come out that are pretty good and the other two are just like all right, I'll take the the soul ring, the signet, and like <laughs> a couple other things yeah. out of there, and put all these, it in and else. then I'll just take, I'll um, take all these done, all these delve, uh, delve into the dungeon cards, just put those in a binder that are never gonna get used. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think they've like almost overextended so much that the decks that they're building as precons don't. I wouldn't actually. Okay, I don't want to say that they don't have a lot of thought put into them because they do, but I don't think they have a lot of thought put into them outside of just playing it as a stock precon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I agree with that. I, it's more also intentional on their part. Not that I not that I also want as many precons. I totally agree with you. But I I know their thought process. I know Gavin Verhey. He did a video on this on on his YouTube channel. Good Morning Magic. He ba they basically use the precons these days um, just to give more support to their standard set mechanics that didn't have enough support. Mm. So like the venture to the dungeon, they didn't have enough venture cards in the standard sets. They're like, all right, we're going to come up with a commander yeah. deck that will yeah. kind of enhance it a little bit more, fill it out a bit more. So if you really like venture into the dungeon and you really want a commander deck that showcases it, then boom, you have that. But at the same time, I don't know how much demand there is for that. I guess there is enough because they're, they're pumping them out like there's no tomorrow. Um, but at the same time, like, I know as as a consumer, and I, I'm speaking to all my friends who also play Magic, uh, it's gotten to the point where like there's so many new products coming out that it's a, it's almost impossible to keep track of them. Like, yes, right. I write reviews on all the new cards. I discuss <laughs> all the new cards. This is your job. This is your it's job. my job. <laughs> and like, I look at my I look at my decks that I haven't updated, you know, in half a year or whatever because I don't 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 do it all the time. And I'm like. I have no idea what new cards to put in these because <laughs> right. there's so yeah. many. And I, I look, I look at them on like Scryfall or whatever, and I'm like, I see 400 new cards. I'm like, I don't want to. No, I don't want to do this. It just, <laughs> I just it again. Yeah, it's closing it. I, I, too I much. Saw, I saw on the Twitterverse today, someone said that there's been like 171 net new legendary creatures that could be commanders this oh year. Oh my alone. God. Yeah. With commander legends, all the uncommon yeah, ones that are legendary. Everything. It's just like uh, in that box I was looking through earlier today that I found in my room of like an extra thousand cards had a bunch of the bulk from the commander legends packs I had. I found like 20 commanders in there. Yeah, Like yeah. different uh, ones that I never heard of. Don't know what they do. <laughs> like just yeah. to, and it's so much. And Tomer, tra track me on this too. So one of my frustrations with it is like, I feel, I understand that it's a company, right? And they, they have to make new and exciting things, right? And new and exciting ways to get people into it. Where I kind of get frustrated with how fast these sets come out is like, if you take something like cycling, for example, right? Like that's a really, like that's, that's one that they've kind of finally come back to and now they're making support for it. Mm -hmm. But there's things like squeeze favorite mechanic energy, yeah. you know, yeah. like these like, and like the delving into the dungeon and these things that are going to be like one set or one block or however they call it now with these one-off abilities. And then the only time we're ever going to see any net new cards for it, for the most part, like dice rolling, that was the biggest, I was so frustrated to see that. Cause it's like, 
the only cards that exist that deal with that are unstable and are illegal right yeah um so i i like that's something that i get exhausted with um do we so some of the one of the things i have here is like i is there a way to do we think that there's a way that we can get this sort of thing to, to is there a way to because if people keep buying them they're going to keep churning out these products right like it's yeah. it's just it's how it works which that's, is you know yeah. that's that's just how it is but do you feel that there's some way that they could circumvent this spoiler season or this thing where we actually have the time to digest all these things that have come in from just the core sets and the core edition products, not to not to mention secret lair drops right. and judge promos and all this other stuff. Like, like, I, there- I think I just looked it up, not even thinking about secret layers and stuff. Since January of 2020 through the end of this year, there's going to be 12 core and expansion sets. Yeah, it's insane. So, like, do you, <laughs> it's one do you, every two f- months. Yeah. Do you so do you feel that there's a way to to fix as someone who has to deal with this like constant run of spoilers and that sort of thing? Is there a way that they could that there's that they could meter out or you know make it so that there's a little bit more time to digest when a new set comes out and the spoilers along with it so we're not just constantly behind and constantly chasing just trying to catch up to neutral uh i think the easiest fix would be just to shorten the amount of time they have preview season like yeah innistrad the midnight hunt is coming out in mid-september we're and we just got we just yeah. got ten spoilers. It, it got, it got, yeah, I think it was August fifth that we got the the spoilers on it. Right, you could um, put that out a week before, so it would make sense yeah. to me. Usually they do previews like two weeks before, and they can spread right. it out between two weeks. Sometimes they do one week before. Uh huh. Just randomly dropping it down in a August, and, and clearly they had they had a reason, like probably because you know they don't maybe they didn't count Jumpstart as people are not interested in that specifically. Oh, sure. So they were like, oh, just so you know, we're going to have more stuff. And they didn't announce any secret lair in August yet that we know of. Um, so <laughs> I so they, they wanted to give something. Every, so, sorry, hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off there. But well, I have another. Keep yeah. going, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, like, um, so uh, there's a reason why they, they try to drum up hype. But I think they're trying, they're pushing, they're trying to push their limit. And I think. Yes. I'm hoping that they've 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 overstepped and maybe they're going to dial it back. Like the problem that is like cool, yeah, yeah. Like the solution. Yeah, I the, noticed to your point. Like people have made it known when like there's like a post from Wizards that says like who's ready to go hunting or whatever. And there's like <laughs> I, I went I just just on a lark. I just went in and looked at the comments and literally I would say a ninety percent of the comments are like, why are you doing? This? like i don't even like yeah. I, can't, I haven't even looked through the afr cards yet like why are you doing why are you shoving this down our throats right? i don't even have all my afr cards yet yeah some of them are still in the mail like yeah. I, w- I would be so, a proponent of killing the roadmap like don't put out every set you're going to put out for the entire year the year before so everybody knows what's coming up i think it would be more fun if they're like hey we're releasing six sets because that's not going to stop but we're not going to tell you anything about them until two weeks before. So then it builds its own hype. It's more exciting. People don't know what the product is. So they'll be either super angry, super excited, whatever. <laughs> they haven't had six months to digest the information that uh, we're doing Harry Potter and Dungeons and Dragons and uh, <laughs> Walking Dead and all this shit. Um, like then, because, yeah, I was super mad at all of all of those collaborations. But after right. six months, I was like, all right, I live with it. I know what it is and I'll talk yeah, about it normally. Yeah, you can't stop now. it, right? 
but uh, yeah, just I've, get rid of the roadmap and just don't tell people so much information up front. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. It would so be nice. So on that roadmap, I kind of feel, so I just watched the Suicide Squad, the new one on Friday. That was good. Last Friday. It was very good. Uh, I may or may not have taken a tall drink of water or candy if you catch my drift. So I'm not sure <laughs> if it was that or the movie was actually enjoyable. But I think I, I listen to a lot of film podcasts because uh, that was my first love or my second love. I guess it was like Magic, Dungeons and Dragons movies. Now they're all kind of like in the same thing. But I think magic has become the marvel of these sort of hobbies where like yeah. their roadmap is so, like, you know, you know, every single Marvel movie pending pandemic that's going to be coming out in the next, what, four years, right? right? Yeah. Like that roadmap's laid down. So now it's not exciting when I see like, I go on a website and they're like, ooh, Moon Knight, right? Like, here's all these yeah. things that are coming out for. It's like, I don't even, I don't care. Like, I wish <laughs> it didn't even exist. And like, to squeeze point, I kind of feel like Wizards is starting to get to that point as well, where like now they're getting this, the expectation has been set such that they're going to let you know what to expect the entire year. So you can start pinching your pennies, I guess. And then they throw in things like secret layers, oh, all of which I bought this year, none of which I've received in the mail yet. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so it's just like, it really I is a secret. Think, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, and that's that we talked about, like, you know, the eBay thing of coming down and seeing cards. I would say, I would, I would say, of all the secret layers I've ordered, I can't think of a single one that when I got it in the mail, I remembered when I bought it, <laughs> that I bought it at all, what cards were in it. I was like, oh, uh, oh, wait, what? Oh, Teferi in an alternate art? I don't remember hmm. buying that four months ago. Hopefully you uh, still have a deck for it. Yeah, I, well, actually, it did work out because I needed to do a switcherooski and I didn't know where to put it. So anyways, um, so I think the, the kind of, you know, put a pin on it because uh, we're kind of dancing around the topic. Why don't we go around and just like, because it, it, I can also imagine as a newer player, it's really exciting to see all this stuff, right? You can buy sure eight pre-cons in a year and then your collections, you know, skyrocketed in value with other cards. But so, so what do you guys think are some ideas for the future of the game, for the future of this amount of products that are coming out so people aren't literally rushing to Wizards Twitter and saying, stop, Right. Um, how could, but like to, to keep it exciting, but not overwhelming, right? Like how can we stem the, stem the flow of these products of these cards um, to, to keep it still like people invested and interested in it, but so that we're, so that we don't have to have an entire podcast talking about product fatigue. Right. So I think if you were to maybe combine some of these sets together, I know that's going to restrict them on what lore they can talk about in each set, but say, do instead of what six sets every year do three sets every year that are twice as big yep. then you can get all that information at once and kind of digest it and be able to work with that order the cards you want read about the cards you want by the time the next sets come out you still have a couple of months to work with this right it's not like all right well i got that and then i ran out of time because this new set's out and then i forgot what cards i ordered for there and i don't even know what the new set is about and then I've got 12 decks I'm also just trying to do regular upgrades on that I can't keep up with mm -hmm. that. So like combine them, make it a bigger set and then put those out less often, but with more cards. I think that would be cool. Uh, also, side note, I'm looking at Wikipedia for all the set lists right now. And I did not realize that they did this, but they list out the development code name for all of the sets. And it's pretty goddamn hilarious. Uh, Dominaria yeah. was Soup. Guilds of Rabbit. Yep. Yeah, the code names. Yeah. Oh, they're great. Yeah, Haldheim was equestrian, Strixhaven, fencing. Like, yeah. we, don't, and we don't. We don't have a lot of. Uh, I know 
there's not a lot of standard players in the room right now, but when I used to play it and you go to like the rotation sites, it'd be like tomato. It's like, okay, this is in until Q3 2014 and then it's tomato soup, right? Or whatever. Right. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Midnight are. Hunt is just yeah. strictly called golf. Um, it is strongly like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but yeah, less sets with more cards, I think would be a way to kind of mitigate some of the interim issues that we're having here. Yeah. Uh, well, they, Tomer, what are your what are your thoughts on on how to how to keep it exciting and fresh, but not make it so overwhelming? Well, well, to to go squeeze there, they actually used to have exactly what Squee was saying, where um, instead of just like you know whatever six sets or whatever that they have now every single year, um, they had what was called block block sets, right. where uh, they would have you know one, two, three, usually a three. Uh, they sets kinda, that go together in the same between block. Three and two, if I yeah. remember correctly, right? Yeah. Like how we're going to Innistrad right now, we have uh, Midnight Hunt and the Vampire one. Mm -hmm. um, the original Innistrad set, for example, was Innistrad Block. It was Innistrad, Dark Ascension, Avacyn Restored. All three in the same uh, plane, all three telling the same story, uh, but like they would, they would have some evergreen mechanics in between all three of them, and then they would introduce some new mechanics and switch it up uh, between mm -hmm. the two sets so you would have innistrad for half a year essentially right. you absorb everything yep. in that and then you move on to the next thing the other half of the year um the problem that we had this year um like uh, that actually the professor Tolarian community college actually covered this very well uh we went to like a new plane that i really liked a lot it was cal time it was yep. like the oh, nordic yeah. <laughs> fantasy plane yeah that was and cool. like they had like 10 realms and uh, the professor was like so what are the 10 realms in Cal time? Yeah. I literally didn't even know there were 10 realms. So I couldn't yeah. even understand. <laughs> he posted it. I saw that on Twitter and yeah. it's like, what are the, it was like, I didn't I know there were 10 five, realms, six, seven. And then like, I don't even like, like, wait, there's realms on this. I thought, I yeah, was like was one place of the votes. <laughs> so, so yeah. And you could, I couldn't even tell you what all the, all the God names were like, and those are like the hallmarks of the, of the, of the plane of, of like the things that get you excited. Whereas, like, uh, if I, if you told me to ask, like, the, the guilds of Ravnica, like, I've been to, we, we were, the first time we went to Ravnica were three sets. The second time we went to Ravnica were three sets. The third time we went to Ravnica was also three sets, but the last one was, like, where the sparks oh, that didn't spark, count. Yeah. Um, so you get, you get to, like, enjoy the setting and kind of understand it. Call time, I love the setting. I wish I was there more, but, like, we went there and then... Strixhaven uh, happened, yeah, and there were secret layers overshadowed. And I, there was, I was actually, things. Yeah. yeah, now it's like Dungeons and Dragons, which isn't even related to any storyline, right? There's no recur, there's no recurring characters in it. Um, and I, I kind of agree with you there because I remember when I started playing again. I played, I started playing during cons, and it was fun to op to go to my local game store. This is before I even played Commander. And like open packs and add them to the decks that I had that right. I remember. I knew what monstrosity was, and I was like. Oh, Xenagos is now a god instead of a planeswalker, right? Like it had this like trajectory through it that just seemed to make a lot more sense. Um, do you I I think that so my follow-up question, Tomer, especially, is that do you feel that this do you feel that Wizards has made this shift to these one block scheduling? because that gives them a chance to try out new mechanics to release new commander sets because commander now is like the big format and this kind of gives them an easier way to just churn out new things for commander players to buy and slot into their decks that's what it seems like to me 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have their reasons and they're, they're, it's for financial success, right? Like they're, they shift yeah, right. the commander as their primary target audience. And like you said, uh, it's like they, like the standard sets are there to appeal to commander players, but they're also there as a vehicle to get the precons into people's hands and get people, new players into commander and start and, selling and them the go singles. into standard, which is the wild part, right? Like, they don't really care about standard. <laughs> standard <laughs> Does anyone standard, anymore? No, no. The problem with standard is like they've they've been churning out so many new sets, but they haven't like from what we understand, they haven't really uh, uh in, like uh, increased uh their development team or whatever like that. So right. it, it's impossible. There's I don't think that we're going to see a balanced standard in like the next two years until they start like hiring more people or slowing down. What, both yeah. both those two things they haven't done yet, and since they work two years in advance, I think like the same standard says if we get a balanced and diverse standard, it'll just be a fluke. If anything, they just don't have enough people to play test properly and develop properly, yeah. so that like we have a nice balanced standard that people are really excited to jump in. I feel like the damage has already been done though, like in Eldraine and everything like that. I yeah. think that's that's a lost cause, and they much rather ever in Magic history as called on CMD Tower episode like eight or something where, yep, like, this we, set's uh, we, this we put this all of our feet trash. in our mouths <laughs> the set's trash yeah no terrible like nobody it'll would like lost, yeah uh, it'll get lost oh, in the it's a terrible card too yeah yeah it's not good it's not good in commander it's not good in legacy yeah. um so squee any any kind of final thoughts on 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 fixing this here just to going around the going around the board real quick it has to slow down i fear yeah. it will not i just don't think it will and even to that tune, like when we had Sheldon Menry on the the cast, he kind of alluded to like we don't always take into account every effect a card has when it's put into yep. a set. We don't say, well, this could combo with that or this could combo with that. Some things are unforeseen. They may not know what all the effects are of some of these cards coming out. And I think the way they're doing it now, jumping around from set to set to set to set and mechanic to mechanic to mechanic, it's even for them, so much information, like Tomer was saying, they don't have enough people to process it. Yeah, like you, you can't find every single gross combo that shouldn't happen. You just can't. So well, um, I don't really have any other closing ideas other than yeah, yeah, just combine the sets into bigger sets is the best idea I can come up with right now. But I, I know that that's just not the case. They're already a couple years ahead of where we are talking about now. So we'll just see what happens. I mean, I, I think they're done with standard, really. Like, standard is going to continue, but I don't think they're going to make a really honest effort to revive it. Uh, but, like, that's the beauty of Commander, right? Like, they don't have, they could just make unbalanced stuff that they don't have to really play test much. And if there's a broken Commander or a broken card, it mm. will sell well. And, yeah. And they yeah. don't yeah. really care and about the meta. And then all the commander piggies come to the trough and buy smothering ties. And it doesn't dollars. matter too. It's just like, oh, this we made a broken card. We'll just rule zero it. You know, you don't have to yeah. play with it. It's fine. Yeah. And if it really is like so bad that the rules committee bans it, whatever. I mean, did yeah. it stop Commander Legends from selling well? Probably not. People can still pick up you know, their opposition agents and the, what's the, the new Lotus, tutor, yeah. you know, like it's fine. So they can just turn out busted crap, like really easily and <laughs> yep. people will buy it and get excited by it. And there'll be chase cards and it's fine. Like they don't really have to worry about, you know, having a bigger team for, for play testing, right. all that they can, yeah. they can get that out really quickly. Whereas standardly, you know, you have to make sure the standard 
the, the, right. the format is diverse oh, and healthy. If we print this counter spell into standard, is that going to blow it for everything? Right? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. with commander, it's like, you'll, you guys will, it's, like, they, yeah, it's such a big pool. Yeah. It's so many people. They play casually. The it doesn't format, matter. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's, there's nobody's going to solve the, the format. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Then they also, they also to, your, to your point, they can print a card like, um, I'm trying to think of one where it's like, uh, the only thing that comes to mind is like Carnage Tyrant, right? Or um, the one from Eldraine that's like the um, the uh, Questing Beast, right? Where it's mm -hmm. like, so that's a card that's going to be a twenty dollar or thirty dollar card in standard. And if Commander players open it, great, they'll just go sell it and then go pick up a Great Henge or whatever, right? Um, and and the only thing I want to end on is I think I have one card that is the complete example of this problem of why they should maybe slow down a little bit. And that card is Zaphi Thunder Conductor, the face card for the brand new Commander Precons this year. And on the card, there is a egregious spelling error because it says Zaphi <laughs> Thunder Conductor is the name of the card. And on the card, it says Zaphi comma Thunder Collector on it. <laughs> like that, that to me is completely indicative of this is it's going too fast things are we slipping need to through the cracks down. Yeah. yes right no, I, like that's like actually to that point i i was doing a uh, a pack opening a while back and there was like a complete wrong word in one of the sentences on one of the cards that i pulled it like clearly went to print it wasn't a misprint yeah. it wasn't looked funky it was just written wrong misspelled yeah someone <laughs> typed it into whatever word whatever <laughs> their omni docs or whatever that free right. version is they're using yeah there. it was just Flat out, yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's 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 exhausting. But it, you know what, I, Tomer, I'm please go ahead. I mean, I did, they don't really care. This, you got, you got <laughs> I know they don't. Oh, they don't. Look, I, I have yeah. a beer in me. All right, so they don't drink. So, <laughs> yeah. boom, it's fitting hot take. No, I, I don't really have hot takes. They don't care. They make, they're making ton, record yeah, yeah. amounts of money. I think for product fatigue, though, it would be really great. Uh, if they limited the previews to two weeks in advance, because yep. It, yep. it really sets a big damper to me. Like I said, I, I had a lore video for D and D, and I just I just ditched it. I yeah, was going to do the yep. precon upgrades. I just ditched them because I didn't I didn't I don't have enough time. I'm literally doing like the Innistrad lore video. I'm trying to get it out for Sunday um, because like I'm just worried. Like, are we going to get like new? new yeah. sets out <laughs> i mean gonna it, drop soon yeah as a con like most people aren't content creators so like this is such a like a 0.00001 percent problem right. for most magic players but when when i was speaking to like my friends and stuff like i have i have two friends who are super into D D and they haven't played they haven't played magic the gathering for 10 years yep. um and this was a set that got them into it so yep. i mean job well done on wizards to yep. you know pull people in D D successful in that regard but like I, they were, he was like, all right, so I'm so excited to play the latest set. And I'm like, yeah, it's the latest set for now. Midnight yeah, Hunt's coming right, out. He's yeah. like, really? But the, the, the set just released like two weeks ago. Game, it's going to be completely also, different. And it's like also, deflating I how, for them. I love, I love how Wizards, it's like, it's the, the thing I have is like, uh, <laughs> the Kia owns Hyundai and... Uh, what's the high-end one? Genesis, right? Genesis, yeah. So they like, they're... There were times where they had three cars that were all the same car, except for one of them was a Kia, yeah. one of them was a Genesis, and one of them was a Hyundai. It was like your me, Lincolns like, and your Mercuries and your it's Fords. Like, it's all why, the same like, car. Yeah. You're selling the same product. <laughs> like, and that's that's what pissed me off so much about AFR is like, 
it's such it, it's such a great calculated move from Wizards' perspective because they're like exactly like what are our two flagship projects, Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering? Well, we can't really monetize Dungeons and Dragons because we give away the the intro set for free online. Yeah. So now we have this huge group of people that like this and want to see Drizzt Duorden. Although I don't know if anyone knows who Drizzt is anymore, besides like people like you or me, Tomer. Yeah, boomers. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, boomer <laughs> over there. But anyways. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I I think there's a lot of ways to fix it. I just don't think it's even gonna. I don't think it's ever gonna stop. I, man, I have one closing thought. Yes. What if Instead of calling it product fatigue, wizards might listen if we start calling it player fatigue because people don't want to play anymore. Mm. See, that's a that's not that's a problem. There's so many new players. It'll, so. it, it will resolve itself. Like I think they're gonna reach a point where they go too far, and then they're gonna yeah. lessen yeah. it. And that's the only thing that's it's gonna, gonna push it's the like, regular players mm. away. It'll bring in new players to stick around for two months until the next set comes out, and then they're yeah, gonna they're go like, away. Well, and then I don't think they're gonna know. start losing little trinkets here. But I, I don't, whatever, whatever. Mm. Yeah. It, it, well, at the end of the day, it's like the, the only the only constructive the only constructive advice I can give is like there's a lot of people who are like I need to buy every single data set I have to, right. and I think you'll save a lot of money and a lot of headache if you just like just pop in now and then take a break yeah. from magic yeah. pop in or check the singles if there's something right? you want you know, yeah just, just you get the singles yeah. get what yeah, you, you get don't what you really need and you don't even need every single set obviously like every single yeah. set is going to have you know, a couple, uh, there's always going to be more commanders, right? Like you're going to see a yeah. commander yeah. like, oh, I like that commander. Oh, I like that commander. Right. The thing is like in two more months, we're going to get a bunch of new commanders, right? So oh, yeah, like yeah. just enjoy what you got. Uh, if there's something that really pops up in your, in, in, in your feed or whatever, grab that too. But like, there's so much, there's so much variety that you can build whatever you want. And if there's a commander that you don't, that there's a deck concept that you have, uh, that isn't available right now. There will be, you know, just checking a year from now <laughs> just, or whatever. Just, yeah, just wait. <laughs> and and that's energy, basically energy finally comes back on return to Kaladesh. Yeah. That's yes. literally the only thing we can if do they as players. Energy back, I'm cool with it. I don't yeah. care. They're going to like if, a year, please. If if Kaladesh came out this year, you could bet they I would have had a precon deck that would have explored energy. Yeah, I think energy, Mark yeah. Rosewater even mentioned that he's like, you know, we if, if we were doing this before, we would have a commander that would be all about energy and fill it energy, out. That's, yeah, that's a whole thing like with, with like dungeons and whatnot. Like I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like a hardcore delve into a dungeon fan, much like Squee, you're, you're a fan of like energy. And mm -hmm. like they're ecstatic about that, but like you know how many people are there that's out there? It's a, nobody. It's a, it's Everybody small. thinks I'm crazy. It's small, but like, but well, you are crazy, but, yeah, but well, like that is person's true. going to be really happy about it, and the dozens of other people are going to be very happy about it. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, all, not all the products are going to excite us, and I guess that's kind of fine, you know. And and the, to to like be not stressed about it, you just. Focus on the ones you kind of like mm -hmm. and just ignore the noise. Like there's so much yeah. noise now. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll like, leave a motto that we've come up with at work when things are going wrong and machines are breaking and nothing's going right, but we still got to get the day done. Everybody just looks at each other and we're like, oh, well, I time guess. Time to get drunk? No, it's just, oh, well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what we do. Well, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much for your guys' insights uh, on, into product fatigue. So for the last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report. Coming to you live from well, all the my internet, helicopters. I think, right? all, all my helicopters are blown up. Uh, Your bunker got bunker busted. Bu bunker's been busted. I'm no longer anonymous, so uh, I'm just squeeing around out here. We'll just start talking about yeah. some cards, some commanders. Well, 
Let's go. We're talking about my favorite color. We're talking about green. Potentially the best color. It is green. Also green. <laughs> so it's it's an argument to be had, but uh, we'll just we'll just leave it. I I am happy to. Uh, having been a green player my entire life since the 90s, be the catalyst for green being the best set ever. They realized they wanted to give me the good cards and mm. not anyone else playing that garbage color of blue. So, we're talking about Mono Green, Ovia, Pashiri, Sage, Lifecrafter. What the f is that name? Oh. That is tense to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God. So, talking about speaking of Kaladesh. <laughs> uh, so, this is a one costed. For one green legendary creature, human artificer, it's a rare. And then it has uh, one of my favorite things in the game, tokens. You know this. So two colorless tap, create a 1-1 one, one colorless servo artifact creature token. For four colorless and a green tap, create an XX colorless construct artifact creature token, where X is the number of creatures you control. That piqued my interest quite a bit. You can mm. make some just beefy boys and dump them out there onto the battlefield <laughs> and have some fun with it. Um, and uh, for Tomer, for your background, uh, actually, I'm going to break the, I'm about to break the figurative seal here. Mr. Squeeze, Mr. Big Squeeze favorite deck of all time that he usually brings up at least once is Reese the Redeemed. Hey, so there it is. I just, I just blew it for every, I blew it I for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Very I also, I also want to have a uh, an entire <laughs> yeah. what's the plane chase about is it Reese or Reese? I am a hundred percent Reese. We'll get we'll get Reese we'll get Reese Darby on here. Uh, it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like a it's an Irish name, is it not? Or do they I, have I, Irish well, people on Morden or wherever that is? Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's like a it's a Gaelic folklore uh, inspired Ooh. plane, uh, Lorwyn oh, and Shadowmoor. Okay. So like, I think it's like it's like Germanic and 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 Gaelic and, and such like oh it sounds right up my alley there right. man if only it's if such only a good time I love it so if, much if only you had a time to do a lore video on that <laughs> <laughs> you know what by the time right. I make the lore video we'll be returning to lore win so it'll be fine right like I'll just hold <laughs> exactly. on to it it's 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 it's, it's inevitable all right yeah. Squee. Let's, uh, let's see what let's see what you drug up for us here. Yeah, so it's a one-two idea here is uh, work out a whole bunch of tokens, create some beefy boys, and then have some fun in between. Pretty standard stuff this week. Uh, first card I wanted to talk about is from Battle for Zendikar, uh, from Beyond. So three colorless Ooh. and a green. It's an enchantment. It's a rare. Has devoid, so it has no uh, color, guess. which I guess you could probably just figure out by looking at it. But it costs a green, so I don't know what that's about, wizards. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, put a 1-1 colorless Eldrazi Scion creature token onto the battlefield. It has sacrificed this creature, add one mana to your mana pool. Then it also has for a colorless and a green sacrifice from beyond, search your library for an Eldrazi card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. So, you know, you poop out a bunch of little sack token things, then you go get your big beefy beater, whatever Eldrazi you decide that you want to put into the deck. I'll leave that all up to you. Um, sure. you, you pick and choose whatever you like. But this is essentially a token creator, a mana generator, and an Eldrazi tutor all, all right. in one card. And it only costs four. And we talk about it all the time. Enchantments yeah. don't get removed. I can't think of a single person other than them knowing exactly what Eldrazi is in your deck and it's going to screw them over blowing this up. And even if they do, you can probably sure. just sack this thing in time to get whatever you need anyways. So as long as this hits the battlefield, I think you're in a great situation with this deck. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and you, like you said, you can always sneak in like a Void Winner or mm -hmm. 
there's a closer in Decimator of the Provinces, which is like a mini crater hook mm. sort of thing that is an Eldrazi. And mm. it's in green. Yeah, it fits really nice. Yep. There you go. Uh, and you can just, you know, feed into your commander. So you put out these scions, then you create a big, big, beefy guy. And even early, if you get your commander out for five mana, say your turn four or five, it's pretty realistic to have with token doublers and other stuff yeah. out there on the board that you can work with. 10 creatures pretty safely make a 10 10 on turn five that'll that'll rock people's world a little bit yeah exactly um so let's move on to the next one it's a artifact as well well i guess the other one wasn't an artifact but this one is so steel overseer so two colorless artifact creature construct it's a rare tap put a one one counter on each artifact creature you control i don't even need to explain that that just (laughs) it just works right big fan of this card wow Big fan of this card. Also, super creepy artwork. Dude's got like a yeah. a moon shaped claw. He's got a there's a we're talking claw. about a hammer. He's got yeah, a for saw. potentially He's got drill a hammer. There. I don't know. There's a bunch of them in the background too. That that kind of creeps me out. What is this Sagris has artificer for those lordlings out there? Yeah, exactly. You guys can all suck it. Either way, uh, I like this. Super straightforward. Put it out on the board. It's too colorless. <laughs> you get it out there easy. You beef up your creatures as you go. Mm-hmm. We're working with a lot of artifact creature tokens here if we possibly can. Um, I'm going to talk about level up here for a second, though. So the next card is Ooh. level up. I think this mechanic, and I think we talked about this a month or two ago, I think this mechanic is underutilized, and there's a lot of good cards sure. with level up on them that once they hit the board, people just kind of go cross-eyed and gloss over them and don't really pay attention to what's going on. Um, so this one is called Kanz- Kazan. There it is, Kazandu Tusk Caller. So oh, one colorless yeah. and a green creature, human yeah. shaman. It's a rare. Uh, has level up for a colorless and a green. Starts as a one one. Always will be a one one. But uh, for levels two through five, create a three three green creature elephant creature token for a tap. Pretty straightforward. Get a token. Yep. Um, most of this deck's pooping out kind of one ones, one twos, that type of stuff. It's nice to have something a little bit bigger. Put them out there as blockers, or if you get enough of them, you can swing through with a couple extra damage outside and around. Uh, and then when you level it up to six, which that's a lot, uh, we're talking lot. twelve that's mana a, here. A pretty, but pretty big know, investment. What I like about these level up cards is everybody's like, "Well, six is absolutely awful," but I say you put this down turn one or two, level it up once every turn or two, you're gonna get there pretty quick. If you don't have anything to do, you can dump four to six mana into this when you're just sitting there. You don't have anything else to play. This is a nice thing to just dump your stuff into. And then it taps for two elephant creature tokens. So say you get a parallel eyes, you're tapping for four every single time. Doesn't cost you any mana to do so. It's it's a lot of heffalumps. It's going to be really nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like these cards. Like Draga Tree yeah. Speaker's a, a wonderful one that well, has a level up on there as well. well you're going to love, Mr. Mr. Squee, you're going to love the new classes Big that came... I apologize, Mr. Big Squee, uh, bow my head. You're going to love the <laughs> classes that just came out of Adventures from the Forgotten Realms because they're like level up on an enchantment. Well, knowing knowing how, how much I've kept up on all the product that comes out, I'll go ahead and look at that next February or so. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, give or take. <laughs> I feel like the Ranger class would be a good inclusion Ooh, on it. Yeah. That one, like, it enters the battlefield, makes a token, wolf token, uh-huh. and then when you attack... Uh, you may put a plus one plus one counter on on attacking creature. The last one is like you can play creatures from the top of your library. It's really yeah. it's pretty yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, I like great. that. 
Uh, there's also, I can't remember what, I used to run it in, in my restack. There you go, brought it up. Um, <laughs> it, it's the elf that, that champions an elf and then makes all wolves have death touch and poops Ooh. out oh, two, yeah, two wolves. Yeah, yeah. That would be really good with that. Maybe you just uh, put it in the restack instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it's been in there. Reese actually doesn't really do much with elves anymore. Um, all right, one more card to talk about here. It's a legendary enchantment creature spider. Just uh, soak that in for a second. Uh, is it Arasta uh, of the, the Endless, endless web? web? That is yeah! correct, sir. <laughs> so two colors, two green. Uh, it's a rare. It's from that garbage set, Theros Beyond Death. Also, it's our, yes. one of the sets that we just trashed. And, well... <laughs> Pretty, Turns pretty, out it was pretty, pretty incorrect on that. Yeah, pretty it's pretty good. good. Uh, so it's a 3-5 spider with reach. Uh, whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery spell, create a 1-2 green spider creature token with reach. I mean, Tomer, this card's really good, right? Like, And I never see it played. Uh, it's very meta-dependent. Yes, like, I, I remember I ran it one time. I didn't run it much. It is, it is a pretty sweet card. I ran it once and I made zero spiders over four turns and I was very sad. <laughs> oh, I was up no. against like very creature heavy decks. Oh, that hurts yeah. your feelings. Yeah, yeah but yeah, like if you're up against like Spellslinger, holy, you just, right? you're just like, yeah, they have to get rid just of it or else out. they die. Like, <laughs> yeah, this, this checks a lot of boxes in this deck. It's just a utility card for me because, you know, you're going to struggle blocking flyers. This is mm. an easy way to get a bunch of stuff out there, not to mention a Rass at a 3-5 can block a lot of stuff that's coming through generally and not die. Um, just having all these tokens out here that you can double and build on that have reach is super underrated in green because there isn't maybe that's the only thing green doesn't have is a lot of flying right. support um, this is the best way that you can deal with other people's decks and them just trying to run over top of you versus you just having a bunch of tokens out there so um, I think this fits in here really well the only thing that I don't like is it is susceptible to like Every board wipe on the planet, um, <laughs> yeah. including any enchantment removal, all of that stuff. So it's a little bit more vulnerable since it is an enchantment and a creature at the same time. But for four mana for a three five with reach and a token ability, I think it's a it's got to go into this deck. At it's least. pretty good. It's pretty good. Yep. All right. Well, that's all I had. Uh, had to come back with some tokens. You know, I love them. Love Favorite it. color. It's all good mm. stuff. Uh, maybe next week we'll dive into mono white or something wild. Either way, I'm going to kick it back to the Action 4 <laughs> News Desk with Tomer and Big Tuck. <sighs> Thank you for staying with us. As always, remember the great giveaways brought to you from CMD Tower by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through cmdtower.com slash merch. Another way to support your news team is to head over to patreon.com slash cmdtower. With the reward tiers for all the budgets, there's a way that you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on the tweeters, the Facebook, and on our website, cmdtower.com, you communicate directly with your team at cmdtower, at Mr. Combo number five, at Dear Squee, at Budget Commander, and at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 News team, good spoiler, good spoiler, good spoiler, and good spoiler. <laughs>